0: You're listening to the Spruce and Bruce podcast, your weekly podcast looking at all things Warhammer. Hello, and welcome to episode 141 of the Spruce and Bruce podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm joined once again by Matt. Hello. And Jay. Hello. So it's a bit of a Tales of episode this week because. Um, we're going to be, first of all, talking about our top three projects that we hope to complete during our Tales of series, which we're going to go into a bit more detail about later on. Um, our main segment is kind of going to dive a little bit deeper into that, uh, into what we're hoping to achieve whilst we do this sort of community driven um, Tales of Spruce, which, uh, which should be really exciting. Uh, we've also got quite a bit of news to go through. Uh, and uh, the community top three picks as well towards the end of the show. But before we get stuck into all of that content, let's talk about what we've been doing in the hobby this week. So, Jay, do you want to start us off with your hobby updates? Yeah,
1: I've um, been doing um, a mix of things, some Lumineth Realm Lords and a little bit of Sisters of Battle. Uh, mm. So on the Sisters of Battle side, I've been working on St. Celestine because I, um, I I think I'm definitely going to be starting a Sisters of Battle army um, with the new Codex. Um, and on the Lumineth side, I've been painting the... Um, um, Sephiroth, the wind spirit. Mm. Um, really loving painting this guy. He's such a fun model to paint. Um, he's almost there. I think he's going to be done this week. Uh, I reckon a couple more evenings and he's done. I'm actually working on him now. So I'm working on like the swirly robe things at the bottom of the ribbons. I've actually done the main fox. Um, I- I'm really tempted to get another one of the the normal, non named variant.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just the regular wind spirit. Um, just because I've just really enjoyed painting him to be fair
0: excellent
1: uh yeah so that's me so i'm I'm, uh, after a bit of a sort of a couple of weeks of um not really feeling picking up a paintbrush uh i'm i'm back in it again now excellent
2: stuff um matt what have you been up to so I'm doing much painting this week. It's been too it's been too hot for some painting, hasn't it? But I've been building an awful lot of demons. I've got a bit of a I say last thing last week I'd built all my my grave lords, and I thought, oh, well, I've got the momentum up of building stuff. I'll just carry on rattling through them. So I have built a sloppy bellpiper. I have built a spoilpox scrivener. I built scarbrand, Taker, a great and clean one, fully magnetised, so I can swap out all the arms, and have just put the finishing touches to. To Dixessa in the Silnessa, the twins of slowash and they're really cool models. A bit fiddly to build, I think. Um, on the on the stream the other day, I was uh, uh, <laughs> kind of uh, like, "Oh, how small are these bits?" <laughs> you know, the uh, the Slush chariots are a nightmare to build, and the Forge World Exalted. Um, Keeper of Secrets has got a sprue with 99 spikes that need attaching using a pair of tweezers. There's similar things on the twins. There's individual nails that need to be put on and lots of intricate like dangly bits, uh, but they look really good when built. And uh, so for the for the peacock feathered one, I've left that piece separately, but it actually plugs into the back without the need for glue, really. I mean, I will glue it at the end. So, uh, yeah, they're sat on at my desk, and just behind me after this podcast, I'm going to be building a Keeper of Secrets as well, I'm going to try and magnetise that as well, so I can do all the various options. So, yeah, pretty pretty busy week, building-wise. Excellent stuff. How do those um,
0: two new Sunesh Demons uh, compare size-wise to size-wise, like the Keeper of
2: Secrets? Well, as uh, the Keeper of Secrets is in the box, I don't know. Of but they're, course, taller, yeah. they're taller than a great unclean one, and they're taller than the old metal one they're probably similar size to the forge world keeper secrets so yeah fair size fair enough that's cool just what i'd ask because
0: that's the one thing i've not really seen them next to any of the models so i wasn't wasn't quite sure and when i obviously heard about the points cost and stuff i was like i was expecting them to be you know quite costly and quite elite but uh they're quite reasonably priced points wise so
2: yeah yeah they're um they're pretty good Excellent. I uh,
0: have not done a, a lot of hobby this week. I've I, I've sprayed quite a few things, um, and I I've tried Water Plus for the first time by Instar, which I really enjoyed using. I, I was um, I was toying with basically when we get hold when I can get hold of a copy of Dominion, I was going to paint my Stonecast Celestial Vindicator still, but maybe with contrast instead. So um, on the advice of Matt, I had a go with Water Plus and Terran Turquoise. And it, it does flow really, really well. I did ultimately take the decision that it would be silly when I've got so many Stormcasts already painted in that scheme to then change it. And they do look different. Um, So I, I will be sticking to my normal scheme. But it was a nice experiment using that. I, I don't, you know, I've never, ne- I hadn't used Water Plus before. So it was really nice using that. And I'll definitely be using
2: that going forwards. Question, Dave. Why don't you use Water Plus to make, the paint that you use to paint your selective indicators into a contrast paint
0: yeah i could i could try that
2: because i don't be the same color
0: yeah yeah i'll give i'll give that a go but um so yeah that's that's the only real paint painting i've done really just a test uh test cast model Um, i've undercoated um my first Gaven clan rats which i'm hoping to do once i'm back off holiday uh and also a another model which i'll talk about later on um i've decided to to spray up to have a bit of a test scheme on and the only other thing matt that i can mention in the Mm. uh hobby updates is we had a game of warhammer we did indeed have a game of warhammer a bit of a god battle it was so i have got cragness on order however he hasn't unfortunately arrived yet i think he's due to arrive to my house tomorrow of which i'm going on holiday tomorrow so it's going to be a few days till i get to get him out of his box um, so Matt very kindly allowed me the use of one of his Sons of Behomoth, one of his mega gargants, to stand in as Kragnath, just so we could have a game, and I, I used some Iron Jaws with him, and Matt, you were using the old
2: vampires. I was, a soul grave lords led by Nagash himself.
0: So it was, I mean, we both haven't really played many games at all um, recently, but I mean it couldn't have gotten much closer at the end there, Matt.
2: Yeah, it was such a, such a fun game. It, um So, so, kragnos hurts when he charges you
1: even if he's like severely wounded
2: yeah i mean I, I i kind of lured him out with a with a bait um white king and the grave god nearly had him didn't they very nearly had him uh unfortunately the uh the lord of death ain't so resilient when a giant <laughs> earthquake god comes charging into him
0: yeah yeah, put Jay. You were you were kind of thinking, oh, Nagash is going to survive this. Well, you know, I right? yeah, going into the battle, looking at the army list, I thought the Grave look the
1: stronger army. I thought Nagash with his mental casting ability and you've got hordes of skeletons and zombies, I thought you'd be okay. Um, but Kragnos, he just basically everything that he touched died. And the uh, surrounding
2: buildings and including the board, <laughs> yeah.
1: You were very unlucky with the graveguards. Uh, they did nearly, nearly. And I mean, that was a buffed up unit of graveyard, though. Graveguard, graveyards. <laughs> graveguard, wasn't it? 20 uh, odd graveguard with the plus one to wound uh, yeah. buff. Um, so, uh, but they got him down to three wounds. But the great thing about Kragnos, Dave, yeah. is that he stays at full. Sort of That Macy swings doesn't degrade at all,
0: does it? So, if no. he's got one wound left. He's still hitting you like a train. No, uh, And and Matt was kind of stuck because I mean, I think the best way of taking down Kragnos is, is shooting attacks. So you were saying, Jay, you know, Sentinels would be a great unit against him. Matt didn't have any range. He had Nagash, but it's pointless using magic against him.
2: So Kragnos has got a 2 plus save, and I like on average, any spell in the game, he negates with his shield. Um, So the best way to deal with him is non-magic based mortal wound, which Luminoth are really good at. Luminous can probably deal with Fragmas pretty well. Big box yeah. of sentinels also taking Big down, box no of issue.
1: sentinels, yeah. Even um, wardens, I guess, if he charged into a unit of wardens. Although, to be fair, the wardens would probably disappear before they got chance to attack. Yeah,
2: if, if you charge him, you can do a bit of damage. It's, yeah. Um, but yeah, like the grave guard, they'd have to kill him. Otherwise, that unit's dead, aren't they? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good to see him on the board, though, to see what he's capable of.
2: I was impressed. I was, but people are like, oh, he's, he's he's too expensive. I think he's pointed really well. He is. He's a little bit fragile if someone gets the jump on him. Um, But you can weather he can weather stuff with a 2 plus save and magic you don't need to worry about. So, yeah, I think he's a really good choice for destruction armies.
0: And I really enjoyed getting the old... I mean, I, I'm a big Iron Jules fan. I'm a big Oruk fan. So it was great dusting them off. And I even threw a more Crusher in there, which was probably a little bit like overkill well not overkill but because it, it was a super close game in the end but um, I really love using the more crusher so I had to kind of shoehorn him in there and um, it was a very small army versus a very large army but um, yeah I think there was only one or two points in it at the end so a very very close game really enjoyed it and we got to play it outside as well
2: which was. We did. it was a glorious uh, day of Warhammer
0: that brings us to the end of this opening segment of this week's podcast we've got plenty to get through so let's take a pause and come back with this week's news So what do we have in this week's news,
2: Matt? Well, we've got a strange, a strange pre-order week this week because um, we've got we've got big things on the horizon. So it's a bit of a breather. I say a breather. Breather for for some of us, for for others. That might have prompted the start of a new army. (laughs) We saw back at um, Warhammer Fest a new Gaunt Ghost kit on the way and ibram gaunt and five are the most well-known ghosts from the early books Uh, and they have got their own plastic kit and new you know rules for 40k 42 pounds for this set so a little bit on the pricey side but they are absolutely gorgeous models you've been tempted by these guys haven't you dave i have
0: yes um when i saw these i was like well i need to buy them i mean even if they don't have an army to go with them um, i really like the Gaunt ghost series the really characterful models. I'm going to have to add these to the collection. Um, and as you say, Matt, a certain change in project means that they'll actually get some use as well. Um, Jay, I know you're a big Gaunt's Ghost fan as well. Yeah, I, I've liked the Gaunt, I've not
1: read the Gaunt's Ghost series for a while, um, and I did get quite far into it. I must have read about six or seven books, I think. Uh, this was a long time ago. Necropolis was my favourite. Um, the big siege of the Hive City uh, with the Stork tanks and stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean it was the first, to be fair, Gaunt's Ghost, thing, maybe a lot of people are probably in the same situation where that was my first sort of introduction into Black Library, really. Um, my brother lent me the first book and, and Dan I've met in the Gaunt's Ghost series, they're, they're the sort of first 40k novels I ever read. Um they, there were some uh, metal models years back that they did for Gaunt's Ghost, I think, with some generic TANF um yeah, they were. models. Um but yeah, it's so cool to see them get revisited again and also they're they they are getting full rule support aren't they in guard armies which is great so they're not going anywhere
2: war scroll forum which is cool yeah yeah it's really fun so alongside this we've got the the latest uh ghosts book and it's more of a it's an interesting one um it is called the vinsula insurgency ghost dossier one and it's a kind of in-universe collection of documents and uh, artifacts from an old Gaunt's Ghost campaign. So, this is set way back when, and it's really nice how they've done it with like a kind of a leather binder. You've got the kind of a, a, a physical book with the story in, a separate book with uh, maps and regimental en- emblems and stuff. You've got a few foldouts with like their mission objectives and plans and pictures, uh, all in a tin with the actual kind of war scroll card, data slate, whatever you call it in 40k. A Tanith um, patch to put on your, um, obviously, your, key, your your uniform, and a hat pin to put on your beret, along with some coins. Looks like a really, really nice set, but I dread to think how expensive that is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks Something really, really nice. cool. And for uh, fans of Gaunt's Ghost, the, the Sabbat Worlds Crusade book by Dan Abner is getting released for the I think it's come out a few times over the years, but it's got a super nice numbered limited edition of 1,500, which comes in a nice kind of like case with coins and again, artwork and all sorts of stuff. What's really cool. If you miss out on the limited edition, they're doing a print to order version for two weeks as well. So I don't think you'll have the coins and the, and the artwork and stuff, but at least you can get that physical book, which is cool. It's a nice book. It's, um, I think it's had a few iterations over the years, and basically it's an in-universe kind of guide to the Sabbath worlds, which, again, may be something that might interest us in the uh, the coming weeks as well, as I'm sure we'll discuss later on in the show. So, yeah, it sounds really cool. For fans of the Astra Militarum, though, the new Cadian uh, box that comes out. So this is the same Cadian sprues that have been out for a long time, but there's an additional sprue in the box, with 25 new heads and all the missing weapon options, basically, for your like plasma guns and melter guns and stuff that aren't in the standard kit. Now, this is going to cost £29, which is a £6.50 increase over the existing Cadian box, and it is replacing it. There's no sign of this brew being available anywhere separately yet, and there's currently no sign of this being in any of the um, you know, start collecting boxes or anything. I imagine it'd be more likely they will get a new combat patrol at some point. Um, so I suppose the question is, I, people, I imagine, would prefer to buy this sprue individually rather than buying a £29 box of Cadian Shock Troops.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a very nice upgrade sprue. When you compare it to the upgrade sprues you've done before, albeit before, with like the primaries and stuff, you could buy them separate. Um I, I don't know if they're thinking is because it's such an old army that nobody's going to have like unbuilt guardsmen anywhere to use these upgrades yeah. on. So that's why the you can only buy it with a, a brand new box of guardsmen, which kind of makes sense to me.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, so the the, the the extra options on there are pretty cool. Um, I'm looking forward to having a nosy of this, because um, i certain somebody might be doing a guard army at some point in the near future. <laughs> but again, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk yeah. about that later. We've also got some Blood Bowl goodies on the way. No new models, unfortunately, but we have got a, a host of stuff for the Lizardmen. So we've got some dice, we've got the cards. Obviously, we've seen all the cards get reissued because they changed all the stat lines in Blood Bowl uh, 3. Um... And we have got a new pitch, which is a really nice pitch. It's a, like, temple. And I kind of fancy getting this, even though I don't have any men, because it's a really <laughs> nice football pitch. it is. So, yeah. And, and that is it, really, for pre-orders. It's a quiet week. There is a reason why it's quiet, though. You know, we've had a busy week of sisters pre-orders. And on the 19th of June, which is a week on Saturday, Dominion, the new Age of Sigmar launch box, is up for pre-order. That is out the third of July, so it's a two-week pre-order. This this is probably going to be the the all the stuff in uh, June. They don't tend to have stuff for pre-order on the week in between the uh, edition release because uh, you know the big even even for them, for the warehouse, the big focus is going to be getting uh, Dominion out the doors, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so so really, that's, that's an, an unusual one for June, where really the only kind of pre orders is uh, Gaunt's Ghosts and Acadian Shock Troops. But uh, yeah, that definitely gives our wallets a rest. It's for... a bit weird
1: how the Sisters of Battle then, because uh, there's a few kits that haven't come out yet for the Sisters of Battle the mm. Castigator Tank and um, what else are missing? Some of the characters.
2: So, at the earliest, they're going to be pre ordered the 3rd of July. Unless yeah. they do, uh, it's very rare that they'll have stuff for pre-order the week running up to a new edition. They normally stick to that two-week period just because, like I say, the focus and the warehouse is getting that all out. So, yeah, yeah. that means we have got a month, exactly a month between your first and your second wave for your sister's stuff, which is interesting. Uh, now, in the Sisters of Battle codex, apparently, there's uh, obviously in all, the, in all the books they've shown a Combat Patrol and the Sisters of Battle one is the contents of the launch box plus a Rhino. We I mean, seemed a pretty good set to me. Now obviously they're they're kind of uh kind of mono build, aren't they? So if you've already got one, two of them you can have some duplicated poses and stuff. But it's certainly a good box and there's some decent models in there. You've you've got one of these as well, haven't you, Jay? I have got
1: one of them, yeah, and um, I've got part, part partly built, but I mean
2: they're great. Um, you know,
1: I I wouldn't mind picking up a sack of one to be fair.
2: Yeah, and for what was it eighty quid? So uh, Rhino's about twenty odd quid. That's not a bad price, is it? So yeah, pretty good. So for Dominion, though, we've got a load of stuff coming up for pre-order on that day. Obviously, there's the big Dominion box. We don't know how much this is, but they imply that it's going to be the same as Indomitus, which I believe was £125, which, again, is a great buy, considering it has the hardback rules in there and two armies. If you don't care for the models in the box, you can buy the core rulebook by itself, which is cool, or you can opt for the super shiny limited edition uh, core rule book as well which does look very very nice black and gold it's similar to the you know the design of the advent calendars that black library put out that kind of design in a big kind of slip case looks pretty nice um, I've opted for them in the past but it's one of those that's a bit too nice to get out to play games with isn't it mm-hmm. uh, we've also got the general's handbook alongside that so this has got the Pitch battles 2021 and the separate book with the profiles in so all the points and everything that's uh, pretty much a must-buy every new edition, isn't it, to refresh everything. This also has the updated war scrolls for endless spells. It looks like they're all getting redone. And the core rules, as with the 40k one, are in that General's Handbook as well. So really, you could probably get away with just buying that as well. I think in 40k, obviously you missed out on all the lore and you missed out on the detachment rules. Um, But yeah, most of the stuff that you actually need for playing games is in them, which makes it really good for just taking along to a tournament or an event or something as well. Uh, Again, similar to 40k, there's a Path to Glory Diary. This is in a similar style to the Crusade one, uh, and it lets you record the growth of your army. I quite liked these for 40k. It's a nice way of jotting down kind of what your forces are doing, so we're looking forward to having a nosy at that. There is an objective set. uh, Six scenery pieces with bases. All the bases are different sized. I'm not sure how useful they'll be as objectives. I think tokens or coins are better. What I'm thinking... These are going to be really good basing material. Yeah. So you've got like banners and flags and kind of there's a bell, and yeah, they're pretty cool. I, I, I don't think I'd ever use them as an objective, though, because with them all having different base sizes, and it's hard to, you know, if someone stands on it, you can have to move it and then represent where it is anyway. But they do look really nice with kind of scenery pieces on your table. Uh, following the 40K boards, as predicted, everything's the same board sizes as 40k so they've got a set of uh, tiles for sigma as well so one box will give you enough for a thousand point game two boxes will give you enough for a two thousand point game i quite like these the the we used the 40k ones quite a bit didn't we last year yeah um, and again they're, they're easier to store than a mat as well because they just fold down so they're pretty cool combat gauge as ever it's gotta be done. They're really handy. And then finally three new paints. We've got Hob Grot Hyde, Thondia Brown, and Uruk Flesh. The new base colours they've used for painting the destruction side of the Dominion box. So yeah, awful lot of stuff. What's on your uh shopping lists for the uh, Dominion Wave then? One of everything
0: Definitely for me, uh the the box itself in General's handbook, I think they're an absolute given. Um I, you know, I'd be tempted by the new paints, but i i mean, everybody knows I'm a big contrast fan, so we're, they're on the maybe pile at the moment.
2: Cool. Would you yeah. pick up the uh, Path to Glory diary for recording the Chronicles oh, of Your Army?
0: Yes, yeah, I will be. Yeah, because I've got—I've got the Crusade one for forty k, so definitely be picking up the Path to Glory one.
2: Cool. How about you, Jay? Anything, anything on your shopping list?
0: Uh,
1: definitely the Dominion box itself. Um, I'm looking forward to. I mean. I, they're all really cool models. I don't think they're gonna turn into armies necessarily, but I am actually quite looking forward to just painting up some of the Stormcast models. I really like those um oh, the the guard ones. I c I can't think what they're called. Praetors. Praetors. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um uh, General's handbook for sure. Um and I think I'm
2: gonna pick up some of the um
1: uh, the, the the scenery in the um objectives as well. I really like them.
2: Hmm. Yeah, like that I'm very tempted by that limited rule book, because I think it looks very pretty. Look but uh, I imagine that probably cost as much as the uh, Dominion box. So, <laughs> And the uh, Dominion box has got a rule book in it. So, yeah, I'll probably go that way as well. But yeah, definitely excited for that. Uh, looking forward to it. We also, last week, had a schools preview. So schools is an annual event. Uh, I think it's normally kind of Steam sponsored, but it was very Microsoft based this year. And, uh, yeah, basically, it's when Games Workshop talk about all the various video games that are coming out. And we saw quite a lot of stuff in a, was it an hour-long show, Jay? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I didn't know, I wasn't
1: expecting much from this, to be honest, because I thought I had a good idea of what games were coming out. Um, but it, it was really good. They did show quite a lot of new stuff.
2: Um, yes, so we'll have a quick a quick rattle through. Uh, Total War, Warhammer 2, we saw the final expansion, The Silence and the Fury. Pitting the lizard men against the beast men, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we also saw a bit of a trailer for Total Warhammer Three featuring corn, because you know corn's cool, isn't it? Um, we saw a little bit of Warhammer Age of Sigmar: Tempest Fall, uh, which is a new a new game that is out on uh, Steam VR and Oculus. This I don't know. I I wasn't feeling this one so much, Jay. It seemed like a bit of a generic VR game yeah I, it. yeah yeah
1: yeah you're right i don't know about this one it, it wasn't the most exciting one i saw during the school's preview
2: event though if you want free stuff there was some cool free stuff available so uh good old games gog had a i think they still have it now if you're quick a digital goodie bag where you can get a free copy of shadow of the horned rat a classic warhammer game there was also black library fiction there was a the Mechanica soundtrack stuff for wrath and glory rpg and uh, discount codes as well. So it's available till the 10th of July. So if you, if you have not got the Shadow of the Horned Rat Chaps, go on to GOG and get it for free, because it was a really cool game. It's probably a little bit dated now, but uh, yeah, that fills me with nostalgia, that one.
1: Tie you over until Total War 3 comes out.
2: Exactly, yeah. Vermintide 2, we saw the new Sister of the Thorn, a new um, a new character class for um, Car- the the elf out of that. So that looks pretty fun. We also saw a bit of a reveal from Dark Tide, where it was revealed that Dan Abnett of all people has written the storyline. So that's yeah. a pretty good sign, isn't
1: it? It is, yeah. I mean, I'm, this is the game up there with Warhammer Total War that I'm really excited for. Although there was one sort of surprise um, reveal that that I was really, really uh, interesting. Which was the Orc one. There was it Shooters Teeth and <laughs> what was the name of it, Matt? Shooters Blood and Teeth. Shooters, Blood and teeth. Oh man, this looks so much fun. I think it's out in 2022, so it's a, a way out. Um, but it's like yeah. a side-scrolling,
2: it's a side-scrolling 2D action platform shooter. Very cartoony, very unique style. I think um, um
0: metal slug kind of thing, isn't it? That, that yeah. kind of game. Yeah. Oh, it looks so good with the like the Leeman
1: Rust tanks in it and the Gene Steel cults and the, just the orcs like causing chaos, explosions everywhere
2: yeah not really cool um we saw a little bit of lost crusade which i believe is already out but it's now out in the us as well uh mobile strategy game i've not played it myself i don't know if you have dave
0: i have um i've dabbled in and out of it it's um it's okay it um yeah I, I'd, I'd say it's okay it's not really kept my attention to be honest
2: Fair enough. Uh, we also saw Stormground, which I do want to try out. I think that's a new uh, turn-based skirmish game that's out on most platforms at the minute. That looks fun. We also saw a bit of Necromunda: Hired Gun. Again, this looks really cool, but the reviews haven't been great. I think after a couple of patches, this one's probably worth having a play though. Uh, Blood Bowl 3: The closed beta has started. I believe if you bought a copy of the Blood Bowl box, that you automatically get accepted into that. If not, head over to Steam and sign up. Uh, Again, I think Blood Bowl 3 is a little while out, but at least it lets you kind of play and pick up some of the stuff from the new game. It was the uh,
1: the Elf Union, the Imperial uh, Nobles, and And
2: the the Black Black Orcs. Orcs, So that's pretty cool. Uh, They showed off Battle Sector, another... um... Strategy game. There's a lot of them. They all seem to be merging together at the minute. I mean, it's a good thing that there's lots of games, but I don't know. I'd rather quality over quantity personally for some of these ones. Um, Silver Tower have got a new expansion based on Shadows over Hammerhall. I believe it's a free campaign expansion as well. I know you played a little time with that, didn't you, uh, prior to the game coming out?
0: I did. I did enjoy Silver Tower actually, um, and I've been meaning to give uh, Shadows of Hammerhall a go. Go. So you've just reminded me of that, Matt. I might have to download that once we finish editing. Uh, edit- uh recording the podcast
2: yeah and battle system which was previously oculus quest exclusive is now out on oculus rift again this has had mixed reviews but i've got a, i've got a rift so i might give this a go you know wave me chainsaw around uh warhammer underworld's online until the 10th of june it is completely free to get on steam so if you, you can buy it on steam for free and you can keep it forever so if you don't already have it get on that because it is a direct representation of warhammer underworld's uh, but on your computer which is pretty cool and then we saw a teaser trailer a teaser trailer for chaos gate demon hunters so chaos gate was an old uh, strategy game from 1998 uh, it was a really really good game turn based tactical combat i think it was a bit XCOM-y, and there's a new game coming out we didn't see much was more of a, a tease teeing up a proper trailer later in august i think they said didn't they
1: yeah that's so, right uh, august 21st or something
2: and the Grey Knights featured heavily. So this was back in the day, an isometric turn-based strategy game. Um, looks really, really good. I enjoyed it at the time. Imagine that, but kind of with a modern twist on it. I think that one might be one to watch. It's made by um, Frontier as well, who have pedigree in that kind of thing. So yeah, it was a pretty good event, wasn't it? I uh, I quite liked it. I I think we. It's been a while since I've had any excellent Warhammer games, and I really hope that some of these, certainly Total Warhammer 3 and um, Chaos Gate, I've got high hopes for. There's there's some filler, as there always is, on these things, but uh, on the whole, yeah, I think we're in a pretty good place for Warhammer games, aren't we?
0: We are. Like you said, we just want a really like good quality one to really get our attention. Mm. Excellent stuff. Does that wrap up this week's news, Matt? It does indeed fantastic in a bit of a mix-up of our running order we're actually going to take a pause and come back with this week's top three so we'll be right back so last week matt introduced us to tale of sprues which is going to be a new website slash community collaboration that we're going to be doing simply using a hashtag tale of sprues we're going to be picking out um Images and projects that our community are doing and putting them on the website alongside our own projects of which we're starting um, new armies for. And um, so you can kind of, you know, play along and see what we're up to and and hopefully give you some incentive to either start a new project or, or really press on one that you already have. Um, there's not really many rules to this one. And um, it's more of, as, as you kind of say, like free format and to get people on board, to get people submitting what they're uh, what they're up to. Uh, Matt did very kindly put a post on the website last week we're going to include the link to that in the podcast notes so you can check out exactly how to enter how to take part uh, and the whole reason behind it for this week's top three we're going to be talking about our particular projects that we're going to be doing as part of this hashtag incentive so Matt do you want to start us off with your third
2: choice well my third choice first thing I want to kind of get get some paint on are my soul blight grave lord thoroughly enjoyed using them in a game against you the other day and I've got a lot of infantry to paint. I um, I want my demons, but I don't really have any horde armies as such. So, yeah, I'm uh, coming up with plans of battering through as many zombies and skeletons as I can <laughs> rapidly.
0: Yeah, I think that's gonna be a really good project. Um, I will just obviously say we're, we're gonna rattle through our top three now. We are gonna go in a, into a bit more detail uh, in the next segment. Uh, Jay, what is your third choice? So my third choice isn't actually a painting project. So. Part
1: of the telltale spruce. sprues. It, it's not just about painting. It's also about building. It's also about playing, and that's what my number three is. It's playing. So I'm really looking forward to. We've got a sort of planet sprues and brews about streaming a lot more games weekly, mm. um, in in sort of in sync with Codex and Battle Tome releases and things like that. We've got Age of Sigma 3 coming up, so I'm assuming, guys, we're going to be playing loads of Age of Sigma 3 uh-huh. over we're the next
2: of, We're playing a bit of Sigma 3, mate. We?
1: <laughs> so we've had a bit of a gaming drought. All of us have. It's been tough those last eighteen months or so with uh, coronavirus. So my number three is to get a ton of games in and get them up on the website and on the channel, so you know people can watch them. And I'm also looking forward to finding out about what games uh, that our our listeners have, have been having as well. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so my number three choice is all about the gaming element of Taylor Spruce.
2: Can we go can we go inception and have a top three within a top three? Yeah what what what, what three games are you looking forward to playing, Jay? Ah uh,
1: right. Number three, I'm really looking forward to having a game with my Lumineth Realm Lords. i yeah. fully painted Lumineth Realm Lord's army. I cannot wait to get them on the battlefield against your Soulbite Grave Gravelords, against Dave's um Skaven, against Dave's Stormcast Matt Storm. I'm really looking forward to that um i painted up an adeptus titanicus mana uh, over the lockdown and i've not used them
2: i'm so excited to play with these jay yeah. i absolutely I re- cannot wait to have a game
1: <laughs> so so we're going to be having a game for adeptus titanicus and i'm hoping it's one of those games that you know we we have a game we really like it and we play lots more of it because it's it's a completely different system from 40k and age of sigma mm. it's much more sort of balanced in that you know one person's got a wall of titan against another wall of titan so so you know it's it's more about the actual strategy and look of the dice rolls on the, at the time rather than thinking too much about your army list so i'm really
2: so the mission's are more narrative as well than being like a tournament game isn't yeah. it
1: so i'm looking forward to that sort of refreshing change of pace really um and then oh, i don't know after that um 40k i guess um i mean we're going to talk a little bit about our plans for 40k over the next few months so yeah probably some more 40k I, when was the last time i had a game of 40? i think the last game of 40k i had was against dave's death guard where um the the what's the name of that that i was gonna say unit Dave but it's not it's just one plague marine with oh
0: a, you're yeah sorry i was wondering what where you're going with that uh, <laughs> my Blight, Blight spawn with his uh, Superflamer of Doom, which unfortunately isn't That's really it. a Superflamer of Doom anymore. But back in back in the um, the, the, back the, in the, Ormage, the yeah, the previous Death Guard Codex, it, he was mental. I mean, he's still a good character, but he was truly mental he in the last mental. Death Guard book. And he but, took out what did he take out? A Leviathan Dreadnought, Leviathan Dreadnought, um, a Librarian,
1: all the bodyguards. <laughs> it was basically only had like the Primarch left, I think. <laughs>
0: yeah i still lost so <laughs> did you lose did yeah you lose? i lost you you won just on points yeah um that yeah. was a costly victory for the ultramarines it was a costly victory excellent stuff uh my third choice is a, a relatively new one to the list so um i've been tempted for a very 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 long time to do this army and uh, almost the same amount of time as i've always wanted to escape an army for age of sigmar and now seems to be the time to scratch those itches to finally get those projects going so my third choice is a cadian army a lot of tanks a lot of troops um potentially some inquisitors some assassins uh imperium free-for-all i I, i'm really looking forward to building up a cadian army um i what put me off up until this point is i've never been a fan of painting like loads of the same models like horde stuff it really put me off and building and painting them but i'm really not fussed and a lot of that is down to contrast and just the way i hobby now um so yeah really looking forward to to building up Acadian army building and i think they're gonna work although they don't have a book yet I can already kind of, uh, I'm already getting ideas of how I can build a crusade army around them, you know, give them their own backstories, their names. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting my teeth stuck into that. Uh, Matt, what is your second choice?
2: Well, my 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 one true hobby love has always been Demons of Chaos. And for Sigmar, they've kind of fractured into the four different systems. But with the Legion of the First Prince, mixed demons are back on the menu. And, you know what, I also love Chaos Space Marines and Demons, and Bellicor is also bringing a mixed Demons Space Marines army as well, so Bellicor's brought all my loves together, so I've been, yeah, I've been really enjoying building some Demons, and I want to paint them all up, because I've... I've pretty much got every demon model, but it's all the kind of newer, all the newer plastic-graded demons and stuff like that that I haven't had in the collection. So, yeah, really looking forward to doing that because then I've got a massive demon army I can draw from. Mm. And again, for like crusade and narrative stuff and big apocalypse games, we've got lots of stuff to play with, then, haven't we?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Really good choice. Uh, Jay, your second choice.
1: My second choice is an army I have been working on for. Well, I can't remember actually when I started this army now. It's the Lumen FRL mods. Yeah. I'm cracking on with these guys. I, I, I'm, you know, even after all this time, they still feel like a fresh army to me, uh, a new army. Uh, there's so many things. I've just not had many games with them. There's so many units that I've not experimented with or played with. And I love the entire range. So it, it, it's like the perfect army for me. Um I'm currently painting the wind spirits. Um I want some um swordmasters painted after this. Uh, I've got characters like the Lord Regent, uh the Wind Mage, the Twins, the Battle Standard Bearer, which might have, you know, see more use in uh from what we've seen from the rule snippets of um, third edition of Age of Sigma. Uh so yeah, so I'm just gonna keep chugging away at the Luminef. You know, I'm I'm hoping by by the end of the year, really, I'm gonna have a sizable, you know, three thousand, nearly four thousand points of Luminef Realm Lords on the shelf where I can pull different armies together Um, I'm already over the 2,000 point mark so
0: yeah just keep cracking with it guys my second choice listeners to the last few podcasts will know yes yes it's the Skaven Uh, so uh, really looking forward to really getting my team stuck into these Um, can't wait to paint some clan rats I'm sure I won't be saying that after my first 40 but (laughs) right now I'm really looking forward to making a start on them um so yeah skaven absolutely my second choice and i think you know they'll be really fun to play uh in the the new edition of the game as well uh we're round to our top choices so matt what is your top choice
2: well uh, the minute i think i'm most excited to paint are the new stormcast eternals from the dominion box cannot wait to get my hands on this box uh and you know I've, I've been going back and forth about a few different schemes but i think i'm settled on the hammers of Sigma. that classic gold and blue just because i think the stuff that we've seen on warcom in that scheme looks fantastic for the new stuff doesn't it
0: absolutely yeah yeah it's so, very cool yes
2: yeah, so looking forward to doing a little little force of them um, I say little. Uh, let's face it, I'll end up having thousands of points of Stormcast, won't I? But uh, let's get through Dominion first and then see how they turn out. I have actually got about a thousand points of Vanguard stuff that I picked up in preparation as well. So, yeah, we should be able to have some uh, some games with some different looking armies because that's different parts that aren't in your Stormcast army, Dave, as well.
0: No, I, um, yeah, I, I've mainly got Sactra sank and a few sort of the old warrior stuff. I didn't really dabble in Vanguard. So yeah, like you say, Matt, you're going to have a bit of slightly different force to me. Mm. Obviously, we're both going to be using a lot of Dominion stuff because we've both fallen in love with those um, models. Yeah, I think everybody um, has. Every Stormcast
2: player is going to be using those, uh, those new kits, aren't
0: they? Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Uh, Jay, what is your top choice? So my top choice is an army that I... Very nearly picked up in the past, but didn't, and I'm sort of glad I didn't because now I get to do it all over again with a brand new codex. Um, we talked so much about how we love Crusade um, at Spruce and Brews, and you know I've got high hopes for Age Sigma. If there's like a what is it Path to Glory, isn't it in the Age Sigma potentially? Um, so yeah, so so I'm looking forward to starting a Sisters of Battle Crusade force um i won't go into too much detail now about that we'll talk about that shortly i think um but the new codex is is uh, out this week Um there's some amazing um units the the um new um, melee arms celestians with their shields and halberds i, I just think they're incredible sisters battle. the high lord is such an awesome model um and i mean the entire range really it got the dark eldar treatment and it's all good there's not a bad model in the sister of the battle range it sort of epitomizes 40k that gothic look really high quality sculpts i'm really looking forward to um
0: starting a, a, a sister of the battle army excellent uh, to finish off our top 3 there could only be one model that could top my top 3 He's the bringer of earthquakes. He's the end of empires. Yeah. He is Kragnos. So, um, especially now I've used like a proxy for him. Uh, I can't wait for him to you know to get back off holiday to get this guy uh, opened and, and built. And I'm going to try and paint him to the best of my ability. Uh, you know, I'd like to think my my painting over the past few years has improved. And I really want to take my time and really make this guy stand out um and be a centerpiece for my destruction armies uh yeah there's not much more i can say on him i, I can't wait to start painting kragmas he'll be
2: with him
1: yeah I, I was gonna say dave he'll be refreshing you know you're painting hordes of skaven lots of imperial guard uh lots of um it'll it, be a nice change of pace to paint something so big like that to work on one model uh, yeah, yeah
2: yeah well, really. it's, an, it's an organic model with lots of curves and creases and wrinkles and stuff which suits contrast to the tea
0: absolutely yeah i i can't, cannot wait to make a start on this guy and um, should be really fun
2: we're going to take a
0: pause and take a bit of a deeper dive into the tale of sprues uh project so we'll uh, take a pause and I'll be right back So as you may have gathered from our top three, we've actually got a a fair bit that we intend to get through during the the Tale of Sprues series. So we wanted to have basically a a bit of a deeper dive into what we intend to do uh, and also um, touch on the the, the community aspect of it. So Matt, I know um, you've kind of got ideas floating around your heads because we've all got kind of 40K projects that we want to get on with. Do you want to explain to our listeners where we're going to kind of base this
2: yeah so this is this is literally thrown together over the last couple of days as we've all got excited about various projects and you you out of the blue uh dave said that you wanted to do a astro militarum force with uh gaunt's ghosts in there and we're like oh wow that's really cool and i think it was jay was well, what about the what about the sabbat world's uh crusade and make a crusade of that and you know I've been I've been painting demons and I have had the the the, the long game goal of doing this mixed army of of, of demons and space marines and i wasn't going to paint my space K-O space marines as um black legion but I had been toying about doing a uh, word bearers force I could have double duty for heresy and it's it's a different a different scheme than my my sons of horus. And it works quite well with that mixed demon chaos space marine thing going on, like have demon engines and all sorts of stuff. So the more I thought about it, and then I think you mentioned it on the stream yesterday, Jr. What about what about word bearers? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I I absolutely think they'd work really well, especially in this mixed demons list that we know is coming. And then I can when because presumably. Was going a Demons Codex and a Chaos Space Marine Codex on the horizon, and I expand both of those Crusade forces into full armies. Then can't I? I mean, I say that. I probably got over two thousand points worth of Demons with uh, Chaos Space Marines in boxes here that I can uh, can build up. Now, again, that fits in nicely with the uh, the Sabbat worlds and the fight against chaos. Jay, you've been super interested in doing assist to the battle force, which again fits in with the the lore. So yeah, we're thinking of writing a bit of a um, sabbath's World uh, mission pack, and have lots of. If you've seen um, what was it called? Through the Veil, I think it was called the Necron one. There was a a um, Death Guard themed Crusade supplement as well. I don't know if you picked that up in the end, Dave.
0: Uh, no, I no. Do you know? The, I really, I, I will pick it up. I think the reason I haven't yet is because we've not had a chance to have a game of Crusade yet.
2: Yeah. So, so yeah, so so we're, we're thinking of maybe penning something based in in the in the Sabbat world, and that's why I'm thinking I might pick up this Sabbat worlds uh, guide and see if we can flesh it out into a bit of a campaign. Have our own agendas that we want to achieve, and have, uh, you know, relics that are themed around it that we can collect, and even write our own because obviously. Of the army that we'll be using, it's only really the Sisters of Battle who've got their own Crusade content. So we could easily put together some kind of rudimentary Crusade system for what the other of factions. It? And that's something we've not really done before with a lot of homebrew kind of stuff. And in Crusade, it isn't like a high-stakes tournament game where we can tweak things if we need to, or they seem a bit too powerful or too weak. We can just fudge it, can't we? Yeah, so, right. like, I'm, I'm thinking, have i 'll probably do mine as a crusade of chaos space marines and a crusade of demons, but have some kind of mechanic you even if you just use the normal summoning mechanics where the uh, word bearers can draw from the the demon army, but there might be you know side effects and things that go wrong when their demonic patrons get a bit annoyed of them getting pulled into the, the the real world, same with the Astra militarum dave i know you've been on about kind of creating a bit of backstory about your uh your regiment and again we can have a bit of a crusade system around that where they get you know medals of honor and stuff as they go through and progress yeah. into like elite squads and yeah you can even have names for all you like sergeants and see them progress up the ranks Absolutely. yeah i think we could do some really really fun stuff with that and you know, it could be that if if we put that on the website as a bit of a, an unofficial mission pack, then maybe you guys listening as well can have games within there, and we can have a bit of a campaign map and show what's going on, and that way we can use our existing forces as well and have a bit of a ongoing storyline, which is something that we did want to do back at the launch of um, this edition, but as you know not all the armies had books it was hard to jump into the crusade stuff i think now we've got enough exposure to it that we can easily knock together crusade content for armies that haven't got it and then when they do get their new codexes we can just tweak it a bit can't we
0: yeah Um, yeah i i I completely agree with that yeah
2: you know we've 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 always kind of not steered away from kind of doing our own homebrew stuff and i think uh I think we've got enough experience in the game now that we can we can create it ourselves. Now, for Age of Sigmar, well, because we don't know the details yet, but we've got Path to Glory coming, which is supposedly very much like Crusade, and I think we could probably do the same kind of thing, set it within a realm, or set it within a conflict. Ironically, in the weeks running up to lockdown, we had the idea of a campaign set in Heish, yeah, where yeah. we'd have the Luminous Realm Lords, and we'd have the Slanesh in there, and... Uh, Unfortunately, uh, the, the the world came to an end and we weren't able to do that. But I think we could do kind of something maybe set in the realm of beasts now with uh, Dominion. You know, Dave, you're going to be painting an awful lot of Uruks and uh, Kragos yeah. and you've got all your existing Uruk army. So it's yeah. not necessarily a case of uh, just starting new forces. You've got all that stuff that can slot into that existing force. And there's rumours potentially that we won't get a Cruel Boy's Battle tome. it'll be a new Uruk Warclans battle Tome with all those new elements factored into it
0: that that'd be really cool we 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 definitely know that you'll be able to use war Clans with cruel boys but yeah I've heard those same rumors that we might not actually get a separate cruel boys battle tome and it, it will just be folded into the a, a new Warclans, which is really exciting yeah
2: again there might be nonsense but if it does happen that gives you so many options for building an army now
0: yeah well you I mean I can I can imagine the cruel boys being quite a skirmishing kind of sneaky army in their own right, but you will be able to add them. Say for example, you could take the big war, which is currently my favorite way of taking uh, orochs, mixing bone splitters and iron jaws. Um, only you'd be able to add, add cruel boys as well. I think you'll lose some of them. I think they're going to be a bit more specialist than the other two oroch armies. Uh, but we'll wait and see. We'll see what the, what the what the book brings.
2: Yeah, and then obviously with the with the storm it's a good opportunity to add some of the fun cities of Sigmar. stuff so i've got the witch hunters on the way unfortunately they i think they, they they flew off the shelves and i'm still waiting for my ones i really like the uh griff chargers and the great swords and some of the classic empire stuff i've got a cities of sigma army but it's very much based around the kind of artillery stuff and i've got lots of Hand Gunners and stuff so i'm thinking i might put together a little uh empire for want of a better word force that'll be on the uh what's it called the crusade that all the uh um, yeah the Dawnbringer crusade to put together Dawnbringer crusade and have lots of conversions and stuff maybe using some of the sisters of battle parts there's lots of you know um yeah. cherubs and censors and lots of cool stuff you could do for a bit of a religious campaign and then maybe build some uh themed scenery for us to use as well yeah i think that'd be picture. fun i think it'd be really yeah. fun um so yeah so i'm, I'm the possibilities are endless basically with this and i don't know how long we're running it for i mean it might just be an indefinite thing that goes on forever and we just keep uh, adding yeah. to, to our forces Cause that's the, the good thing with, when we've done it in the past we've we've had kind of set rules where we'll do a month of sigma then it's a month of 40k and then by month two something comes out which throws that off the rails and we've got to change our plans a little bit at least this way even if a week in you decide to do a new army it doesn't matter because there's no hard rules on what we're collecting it's all about the i suppose it's all about the energy of doing the hobby not necessarily what the hobby is which is really I, cool I,
0: I think adding to that as well matt is um if you do a month for sigma a month for 40k it's easy to kind of like you know if i if i spent a month painting Skaven, i'm gonna get fed up um you know so i can mix in painting a few guardsmen uh, painting some oryx, and um, paint some necrons if i wanted Um to break whatever i feel like painting basically
2: yeah exactly and you know doing it the way that we used to do it we would be playing age of sigma the month that we're playing painting age of sigma stuff where now if we want to have a random game of something it doesn't matter you know I'm really keen to play some Necromander. I I know we've talked about doing a bit of a campaign with that. I've got some uh, Redemptionists coming that I can't wait to paint up and build. Um, So, yeah, it just gives us lots of freedom to do whatever we like. It's cheating a little bit, but also that means that you guys can join in as well and don't have to stick to one project you can just flip between things as you see fit and then send us all the pictures so i can get really really excited about your hobby because i'm looking forward to that part i know you've said that on the uh, the stream as well jade didn't you yeah
1: yeah definitely um like i find that that sort of keeps you motivated as well it sort of benefit. it's a bit selfish it benefits your own hobby seeing what other people are up to um and like i mean we get some good interaction now on the painting stream where we find out what you guys are doing um but we don't see what you're doing so it'd be really cool well i think dave you're putting together a page on the spruce and Brews website where we'll be able to sort of pull all that together so we can see and like we can see pictures of your battles we can see pictures of your new armies that you're starting or new units that you've painted and then like yeah i mean you know we're we're creating all of this um narrative campaign crusade uh, path to glory sort of um, setting and environments for our games and our army is that that you know perhaps you know some of the listeners and whatnot might want to join in as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I, I think that could be really fun, especially if people join in. We do a big I don't know system map or something and say, oh well, you know, regular listener one, we had to battle here on this system and this is the results and this could imp- impact our game somehow. I think that'd be really fun.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then we can all meet up at
0: Warhammer World when the world's back to normal.
2: And have a massive campaign game,
0: yes. Oh, that's campaign it. Game. Uh, I mean, it was really good. Is we've actually already started seeing some uh community involvement. So I know Jem to do, he's always sort of tweeting to us on, on Twitter. He started um, well, he's carrying on with his Skaven army and um, using that hashtag. That's awesome. Loving the look of his vermin lord. Uh, I think it's a, a warp here that he's been painting. Uh, and also Dan, um, Dan Topping has been over on Facebook. He's starting a a primaris chapter, uh Silver Skulls, I think he's calling oh, them. Yeah, cool. Um which which is gonna be playing along with the the Tail of the Spreeze as well. So we're already starting to get some uh, people involved and yeah, looking forward to start putting some of those on the website.
2: Awesome. For for you forces chapter, obviously we're talking Crusade, Path to Glory. I think for my stuff I'm gonna try and steer away from special characters and create some background and identities for all the guys in my army. What are your thoughts?
1: Um I've um I, I think in Age of Sigmar, it's a bit trickier. Uh, it depends on how good the Path to Glory stuff is. If the Path to Glory stuff really lets you customise characters, then that's awesome. But at the moment, I think in, in Age of Sigmar, I find some units like, you know, you sort of, they sort of are, you can build armies around them, if you know what I mean, and that it can yeah. sort of enable a certain play style. Um, we'll have to see what Age of Sigmar does in that regard. Um, not that there's many special characters A- Avelinor really on the Luminous side is the only real special character maybe Sephiroth actually I've got him hand painting him now actually I didn't think about him uh, but on the 40k side definitely because the 40k side he's all about warlord traits relics um, and uh, the crusade sort of leveling up your your own hero so oh yeah definitely i would be creating
0: some background in some uh, uh, my own character for the system of the battle everybody wants to see my platoon commander who I think is, I'm not I'm not I'm not absolutely glued to this yet. But I think he's going to be called Rufus uh, Battenburn. He is definitely killing a chaos lord in combat.
2: You he's know, and everybody wants everybody
0: combat. wants to see this. Everybody wants to hear the the heroic adventures of Rufus Battenburn and him slaying a chaos lord in combat. I mean, it's going to happen, isn't it? Rufus Battenberg? Like not cape. Battenberg. Battenburn. Bat- oh, Batten-
2: Battenburn.
0: Battenberg as well.
1: Uh, you know, I think he's oh, going to have right. a nickname with the troops, and he.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he is, isn't he? He is absolutely. But I mean, that kind of thing—it's just—it's just fun. I remember Jay. Um, this is way before we were sprues and bruise around and way before any concept of crusade. You used to have an imperial guard yep. sergeant. Oh or was yeah. He a, or was he a um a junior officer? He could have been a junior officer with a power fist. And he just—he just killed Terminators for fun. Terminators, orc warlords. Yeah, he was he was a machine. He was he was he was epic. So yeah, we want to see stuff like that with our own characters and stuff uh, in our games.
2: Yeah, we'll see some like stories build and rivalries develop over time. And yeah, I I really like stuff like that, and I'm really excited to see what they do with Path to Glory to help Crusade. Lets you do that really well, doesn't it? With the with the what do they call them the the injuries that you can get. After battle scars, yeah. Where at first, at first we started doing it. I think we were too like tournament play, weren't we? Like, oh, we best spend a requisition point to stop that. And then a couple of games we're like, oh no, no, my one-eyed technomancer (laughs) who's blind, I'll keep that because it's funny and it fits with the storyline.
0: Yeah, no, I think it is quite easy to use RP to get rid of battle scars, and I think we should almost have. Uh, a rule in our games anyway, where you can't just, you know, if you get a battle scar in one game, you can't just spend an RP before the next game to get rid of it. Yeah, you've, you've got, you've got to do something suitably heroic
2: it. to uh the so <laughs> like That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look absolutely. at that. Well, the best
1: thing to happen to Yarick uh, was he lost his eye,
2: exactly. but it with was... a laser instead. Yeah,
0: and his arm, and his arm,
2: yeah. <laughs> and I, well, quite sad we're not sticking on these factions, so we can keep this campaign setting, and you know. In a couple of months, the orcs might turn up because you know there's a new orc book on the way, and just keep dipping in and out, and it will let us rotate through these armies while still being able to keep this ongoing story, you know, yes. continuing. I'll
0: I'll want to go back to my Necrons at some point, and um, you know I, I went through a phase where I painted loads of them, but I kind of I, the only reason I really stopped is because we had that new magazine coming out, and I thought oh you know I, I might pick them back up when that, and obviously it, it's not really properly started yet. But as soon as we start getting that come through, I'm going to be starting painting Necrons again.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, to the same with the Space Marines again. Been, I was going to do the the Space Marine half of that that magazine as well to get a decent uh, Space Wolves for So, yeah, I I I can see this starting lots of cool games and stories and stuff, and hopefully, hopefully it goes well and, and the community joins in as well. I think, uh, yeah, before you know, we have, couple, you know, maybe one day in the future we could do a bit of a campaign weekend, you know, get a venue and uh, have yeah. a bit of a storyline and have it as part of the official, unofficial Spruce and bruise narrative. And yeah. that'd be really cool. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I, and I, I'd also be interested to hear if any of our listeners have ever tried something similar in the past inside, you know, with their own gaming group or with their brothers and sisters or, you know, at their local club. Whether they 've ever created a background, I know in the past we 've had Neville Secundus, Dave and uh, Matt where we 've done apocalypse games and things, and we've you know we've built are you were talking a bit ago about that legendary Imperial guard junior officer as well with his heroic power fist you know has anyone else ever tried to create like their own sort of setting and background for their games, and if so, you know it'd be interesting to learn about that
0: yeah absolutely you know, let, let us know we, we'd love to we'd love to hear how you guys have, have done it, and obviously we'll we'll give you some recognition if we Borrow some of um the, you know your ideas and how you got it to work um that that would be absolutely fantastic um, yeah, yeah really looking forward to that let us know on, on social media or, or drop us an email sprucebrews at gmail dot
2: com yeah I'm really excited guys I can't wait and you know what I think we've come to the realization that we're not we're not pro tournament players so maybe match play isn't our uh, our niche <laughs> and we should just embrace the narrative story fun telling tales it's yeah. I uh I, I can see us having some fun games with this.
0: So we um if you do want to get involved, as I mentioned earlier on in the show, the link is in the podcast notes so you can check out Matt's kind of overview of uh, Tales of Spruce. Quite simply, if you're gonna post um any updates, make sure you use the hashtag Tale of Sprues so we can very quickly pick it up um and, and get it on the website. So yeah, look forward to seeing what you guys submit. Uh, and how our Crusade Armies and uh, Path to Glory Armies guys evolve during the course of the next few weeks, months, potentially even year. That brings us to the end of that segment. We do have our final segment of the podcast to go. It is the all-important Community Top 3 picks. And that's coming up next. It is time for the final segment of this week's podcast. And it is the Community Top Three picks heading over to facebook first andy sims's third choice is paint up my beast claw raiders start collecting box i tell you what I, I i will eventually do a full ogre army because i feel like um i need to at some point in my hobby life do all the destruction armies especially me having kragnos um, and i love i love destruction so ten yeah, thousand
2: points of uh, <sighs> destruction <laughs> yeah
0: it'd be awesome wouldn't it goblins ogres orcs of all flavors mega gargants yeah, mega gargants it would be ace um so yeah excellent third choice andy uh, his second choice is the crimson court matt you're a massive fan of those mm. uh, and his top choice is port maybe a little ambitious but all of the dominion box is it ambitious enough i think you can do that <laughs> you can you, you can smash those out um uh, speaking of dominion david paul anderson his first choice is the stormcast from the dominion box and he's put in brackets and the rest of my stone cast. His second choice is the Astra Mil. I'm, I will get this pronounced right by the time we finish our armies. Astra <laughs> Milita- Mil- Mil- Militarium. Militarium.
2: Astra Militarum. Very nearly. Very nearly. So
0: he wants to do a crusade army uh, for them based on the Antari rifles from Honorbound, which I believe is a very good book. I do need to read that. That's the new book. Um, Inquisitor Severina. Uh, the Commissar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Committer, uh, yeah. Rain. yeah. Yeah. And his top choice is Song of A Song of Ice and Fire for Ribble Rumble 21. I believe that's a, oh, nice. an event he's uh, he's he's for there. And he's also put a note on there, looking forward to hopping along with everyone. Finally on Facebook, Nathaniel Nichols says, I'm probably setting myself up for a fall, but I'll try my best to finish off the Mortal Realms monthly subscription. So the top three would be, his third choice is All the Terrain from Mortal Realms, second choice is the Nighthorn, and his top choice is the Stormcast. And his put doesn't have, that i keep buying extra copies of the various issues to flush out units it's a good mm-hmm. a really good idea and actually um it's quite um a, a hobbying on a budget really because um you can get some bargains by heading over to hatchet park works and, and buying individual issues it's yeah. a really good way of doing it um, i've also got one from gem to so here's choices back to my ghost clockwork ad mech with a few new models from new codecs I've really liked what he did with his ad mech army he used a lot of like uh components such as cogs and stuff on his bases yeah. um and he had a really unique paint scheme as well they were very very nice um Jim you'll have to slap a hashtag on uh, some pope pitch then i'll I'll get that on the website at some point um his second choice is build and paint bellicore. I have an idea for the base let's see if that works that sounds very uh uh, well, see what we'll see what he does in the few the following few weeks. Uh, and his top choice is paint the crimson court. That's their second
2: appearance in this top three. Yeah. Uh, Matt, do you want to finish it off with the rest of Twitter? Well, over on Twitter, Fabius Fulgrim says, "Pink Horus, build and convert a word bearer's fire raptor. That sounds cool. Ooh. And uh, three seeker chariots." Seeker Chariots, they were awesome models, but yeah, you you do uh lose your soul to Selesh while building them. Uh Morton Joe it says a random one off model, just because it looks cool. Yeah, I always like that. some soul blight grave lords for use in their Curse of Strahd D and D campaign. Yeah, that's really good. And the Sisters of Battles now have a scheme I like. It's time to get some done. The new models help. They are beautiful new models as well. And finally, Evan says the Forge World Legion of Asgore, Fireglave and Iron Sworn units. The Forge World Death Shrieker Rocket Launcher and Magma Cannon. Can you see the something of a theme? Mm-hmm. And the Forge World Drasrath the Ashen. To finish everything off. Yeah, I I, I was a little bit sad that the Legion of Asgore have disappeared from Forge World, but I, a part of me hopes that the, uh, the Hobgrotts give a little, little sign that maybe it's not too far on the horizon, a plastic Chaos Dwarves, and I will be absolutely on board that hype train right away. Fantastic. So, Matt, what is next week's top three? Well, next week's a kind of continuation. We've talked about how we want to write our own Path to Glory and Crusade systems to give those books that haven't got crusade content currently something to play with in those games so we want to know your top three ideas for adding crusade and path to glory content to existing armies that don't have it yet fantastic
0: so you can get your choices in via social media at spruce and bruise on twitter or facebook.com forward slash spruce and bruise and that brings us to the end of another week's podcast guys so uh, it's been really fun i cannot wait for us to get started on um, on those projects that we discussed and can't wait to see what the community choose uh, to do uh, and enter into the, the tale of spruce so make sure you check out that link for for all those details on how you can get involved and uh, yeah, we'll be back again next week with some more hobby goodness. So until then, happy hobbying and we'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Spruise and Brews podcast. For more content, remember to check out spruceandbrews.com. and if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a tweet at spruisandbrews or head over to facebook.com forward slash spruisandbrews.